0: Hey there. Welcome to Urban Village Church. You're joining the live stream of our worship gathering. I'm Darren Calhoun, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. Whether you're a familiar face or new to our community, we're so grateful that you're here. At Urban Village Church, we're all about being bold, inclusive, and relevant. And if you're new here, let me tell you why that matters. First, boldness is in our DNA. We are not afraid to ask tough questions, to challenge the norms, and explore new possibilities. We believe that faith is a journey of growth and exploration. So get ready to dive deep and open your heart to some fresh perspectives. Inclusivity is at the core of who we are. No matter where you're from, how you identify, or what life experiences you've had, you are welcome here. We celebrate the wild and wonderful differences that make each of us unique. You belong in this community just as you are. And finally, we strive to be relevant. What we do as a church should connect with your everyday life. Our messages dig deep into real-life issues, and our times of worship are intentional about meeting you right where you are. Our aim is to provide inspiration and practical insights anchored by the love of Jesus that you can apply to your own journey. So, as we continue with our worship gathering, I want to invite you to engage with us right now. Join in the conversation in the chat. Share your questions and share your thoughts or just say hi. After the sermon, we'll sometimes have a Q&A session where you can share your thoughts, ask questions and explore the message further. So keep your phone or keyboard handy. We also have an app and a digital connect card for you to fill out. It's a great way for us to get to know you better and for you to stay connected to the UBC community. You can find the link in the description or scan the QR code on your screen. So let's dive in together. Open your heart, join the chat, ask questions, and fill out the digital connect card. We're excited to journey with you and co-create a vibrant community of love and support. Welcome to
1: Urban Village Church. I also want to give a welcome to
2: our online community Um, we have a couple cameras set up we've had them here for a little while so um, we want to welcome all of you from wherever you're viewing and joining us for worship this morning Um, we're gonna start out in worship singing um, so please stand with us as you're able and as you're comfortable and sing along with us this morning
3: I could just sit, I could just sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence. I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. Sing, I could hold on. I could hold on. I could hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the inside. I could be safe. Oh, I could be safe here in I could hold on. I could hold on. I could hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the inside. I could be safe, oh. I could be safe here in your arms and never leave home. Never let these walls down. I will be yours for all my-
2: for singing with us this morning. We're going to continue in worship this morning um, and sing a song called Peace Be Still. Um, So I pray that as we sing this song together, um, that you could feel the peace of Christ with you this morning. Um, And maybe you don't feel that, or you haven't been feeling that this week. And I pray that um, this could be a song that we just, we ask for peace, we ask for um, boldness and peace to wash over us this morning. Um, So I pray that um, we would sing this together, and um, this could be our prayer for everyone um, around us, too.
3: Sing I Don't Want to Be Afraid. I don't want to be afraid every time I. Sto Feel. The
2: Bow your heads and um, pray with me this morning. God, thank you for um, this promise of peace. God, thank you that in the moments where we don't feel peace around us, and then it feels like we're just standing in this ocean, and the waves are rushing all around us, God, that you offer peace god and that you ask us to be still with you in those moments of fear and doubt um, confusion and um, discouragement god i I pray that um, we could hear your voice speak peace over us god thank you for um, this faith community Um, thank you for all those who have chosen to be here in your presence God, this morning and for those who couldn't be here, um, we just ask that you would open our eyes and our hearts and our minds this morning to you and your word. God, thank you for meeting us where we are with your love and your grace and your open arms always, God. Um, I pray that um, you'd be with Christian as he comes and shares your word with us this morning and Um, Thank you so much for your love. Um, And we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated.
4: from River Force United Methodist Church this morning. Uh, my name is JD. My pronouns are he, him, and his, and it's my privilege to welcome you to, to church this morning and to our community here. Um, we are a community, a church that exists to create Jesus-loving, inclusive communities that ignite the city and beyond. Woo! And we're very excited about that. And we do that by living up to our three core values of being bold, inclusive, and relevant. Bold and that we are rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, which means that all the walls are down, Everyone is welcome here, gay and straight, cisgender and transgender, whether you still have your Halloween decorations up at the house, maybe you've moved on to Thanksgiving or you've skipped all the way ahead to Christmas, you are welcome here in this church and we are relevant uh, because we believe that it's important to live out our faith, not just here on Sunday morning, but on uh, every day of the week, 365 days a year, outside of the walls of these church. At least that's the, that's the goal, that's the, the thing that we are uh, attaining for. Um, we're not, we don't always reach that, but we really, really try hard to get there. And we do that a bunch of different ways. Um, and we are going to open up our bulletins here and kind of go through some of those ways that our church is relevant um, right now and what else we've got going on. So the first thing we're going to do is open up... Um, here, and there's a little tear-off sheet, Um, and so if you can take a moment to open this up, and we'll all tear it off together at the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Beautiful. Great job. That was your first test, and you passed it this morning at church, so good job. Um, And that sheet that you just tore off has a little section where you can fill out Uh, your information um, and let us know uh, who you are maybe this is your first time visiting Um, we'd love to to get your information there so we can reach out and and uh, and just welcome you here to the to the church Um, but also there's a good way to sign up and and, um, get involved with some things going on and and you'll notice there's some check boxes on there we'll go through a couple of those um, here in a second the very first thing I want to bring up pull my notes out here, is actually something that's not on the announcements. So this one is going to be the most important one to listen to because if you want to know about it, you got to write it down because it's not here on the announcements. And that is next Sunday. Next Sunday, we have a Advent workshop before church at 9.30 a.m. And this is a family workshop. So people of all ages are welcome to to come to this event. And so um, put that on your calendar next Sunday, 9.30 a.m., Um, And I believe we'll be meeting kind of in the fellowship hall where we do coffee hour um, and everything down there. So 930, it's not here, so write it down if you want to be here. We'd love to have you make sure you know that that is going on. Continuing with Advent, uh, we have an Advent study that uh, Pastor Christian is going to be leading. um, And uh, it is based on the journey walking the road to Bethlehem. Um, If you were interested in that, I mentioned on that checkoff uh, sheet, there's a... um, uh, a, uh, a square for interested in small group study. If you just want to check that off, whenever the offering plates come by later, you can throw that in there and pastor Christian will reach out to you and get you the details on that. Um, you can also email him and he will get all that information to you. Um, and then the last announcement that I want to, uh, um, uh, bring some awareness to, um, is that second one on the list there, the Christmas potluck on December 17th. So, uh, we're going to have a Christmas potluck party. Um, but we are looking for somebody else to help uh, do some of the organizing uh, of that. We have one person um, already, and so if you are a organizer, if you, um, you know, like uh, maybe running spreadsheets or you're just really feeling festive about the potluck, um, we could definitely use uh, an extra um, person, uh, help out with that. So please, um, again, you can uh, fill that out on the uh, on the on the drop-in sheet, um, or just come find me or or Christian or somebody after the service, and we can get you in touch with who you need to be in touch with. Um, okay, uh, next up, our children are going to start making their way to the back. For the, uh, for the children's portion of the service. Miss Bree is in the back there to welcome them. Um, and while they do that, we are going to practice the ancient Christian uh, practice of passing of the peace. And so you'll notice um, we all have our colored name tags on. If somebody is wearing a green name tag, that means um, they are cool with a handshake or a side hug. If it's a, a yellow name tag, maybe let them make the first move. And if it's a red name tag, we will pass the peace of Christ from a distance, so may the peace of Christ be with you.
1: about this in a little bit. We're also talking about what it means to uh, support the church financially, and so we've been having uh, these, we're having a series of videos. So last week we heard from one of our own, Tatiana Kratzik, and then we're also having folks from different sites come, uh, or on video anyway, and share why they, why it's important for them to share uh, out of their own uh, financial uh, generosity. And so today, uh, it's a little bit of a change within the bulletin, actually this is a couple um, uh, who are George and Lola, who go to our Worker Park site. Uh, and so we are uh, happy to have them. I think um, they have been part of Urban Village for quite some time. Uh, they are dear parts of our community. And I think today they may set the record for the shortest testimony ever. So there's a lot <laughs> packed into this 30 seconds, all right? so. <laughs> follow closely, uh, and it speaks to their, uh, but it does speak, I think, they have been committed uh, to Urban Village for many years, and so we're grateful for their part of the community. So let's listen to George and Lola. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Lola. We each have UBC in a time of need in our lives. One of the things we really appreciate about UVC is their ability to reach out and help you in your time of need, and then help you to learn how you can go help others. Another thing that's super meaningful for us is how UBC helps heal religious trauma without boundaries. That's why we support UBC financially. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if only the pastor would like, you know, can I, like 30 seconds, Could I get everything in at 30 seconds? I don't know, we'll see. Uh, Well, we're grateful for them. And um, one thing that we have been talking a lot about is or trying to talk a lot about is uh, often in, in recent years we have just asked folks to talk or let us know what their financial pledge will be, and a pledge is really just kind of letting us know what uh, you think you might be giving financially to the church the next year, so 2024. This year we're really trying to push everybody to do it on one day, and you can remember it because it's one, two, three. So December 3rd, 12, 3, one, two, three. On that day in worship service, we'll be inviting people to. Uh, make their commitments. We'll be texting people to do it online, however they feel comfortable doing it. So uh, be praying and think about that. We'll be talking about it a lot. Uh, It's important for us in the life of our own faith. And so we're grateful for George and Lola, for Tatiana, for others, too, who are beginning to think about and pray about their financial commitments to the church next year. So now Judy is going to come up uh, and read our scripture for today.
5: After they were released, they went to their own people and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign God, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and everything in them, it is you who said by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, Why did the Gentiles raise and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servant to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they had prayed the place when they had prayed the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and spoke the word of god with boldness the word of god for the people of god
1: thank you judy Every once in a while, I don't do this a lot because I know there are some folks who are um, uh, introverts in our uh, midst, and so uh, uh, it, it's a little bit i challenge, but I'm, gonna, I'm only gonna ask you to use for like one minute, like 60 seconds, I'll time it on my phone even, all right? So but what I want you to do is turn to somebody close to you or around you anyway, and I got a very simple question to ask. I want you to, do for first, I want you to imagine where you live, all right? And think about what room in your home Best exemplifies who you are. All right. So, what room in your home best exemplifies who you are? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm tim- I'm setting my timer for one minute. Um, ready? Go. Online folks, go ahead in the chat. I want you to go ahead and answer the same question. What room in your home best exemplifies who you are? All right, 10 seconds. All right, time's up. For those who have a hard time talking with somebody you don't know, well done. Well done. Hopefully you you met somebody. Anyone want to share what your answer was? Don? Living room where the baby grand piano is, all right. Anyone else? Yeah, Nicole. Excuse me, also the living room, this is a place where I like host a lot of people conversation. So living room place where you host people and good conversation is had, yeah. You know how about someone in the back? Go ahead, Judy. too, but you, I'm assuming you do. All right. Yeah. How about one more? Somebody in the back. Kitchen. Kitchen. Why, Jerry? I like to cook and eat. There we go. Kitchen because you like to cook and eat. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, thank you all for sharing that. So I was thinking about that this week um, and thought about some of the same answers that you gave, you know, our family room, you know, perhaps where we hang out, things like that. But then I thought a part of our house that at first I would not have answered immediately, but then the more I thought about it, the more it kind of makes sense, and that is our vestibule. Now, why would I say that? Because we are, it's not large, but it's kind of, you know, when we first walk into our home, and this is where so much stuff uh, is there. So it's where we have the things for our dog. So it's where we have the leash and the bags and everything else. It's where we put our shoes. Uh, That's also where our dog takes our shoes and likes to run around the house uh, with our shoes. And also, in our vestibule, we have uh, some hooks with all kinds of different hats. And each of those hats tells a story. So right now, for example, there's a couple of hats that I have. One is a Michigan State hat, so that's where my daughter went to school, so that tells a story. There is an Irish rugby team hat, uh, and that reminds me of our trip to Ireland. Uh, My son still has, even though he's in college now, he's got various hats there, too. But one reason why the vestibule is uh, important to me is because uh, we have this little um, uh, piece of art by the door. So Anne could show that here. So this is right by our vestibule. It's this little uh, piece of art. And if you can read it, it simply says, be bold. So I, Anne, do you remember, did, where did we get this? So even before we had our core values, (laughs) the Holy Spirit was speaking to my wife, and she bought this at an art store. And so it's been near the art door ever since. And I love it because I I don't always do it, but whenever I walk out the door, I just kind of try to touch it as a reminder to me, be bold, be out in the world, and to be bold. So that's one reason why the vestibule is an important part uh, for me in thinking about our uh, our home. So to be bold is uh, part of what we are talking about in this sermon series. So I mentioned last week, often in November we will do a sermon series uh, affiliated or connected to our financial resources and how we can support the church financially, but also we sometimes take this opportunity to look again at the core values of our church and so last week we talked a little bit about just looking at the landscape of the church in general uh, first and now we're going to start really looking at the core values which we say every sunday that we are bold inclusive and relevant one of the things i'm most proud of for those who don't know i'm actually the co-founder of urban village and so one of the things i'm most proud of is folks know our mission and our core values in fact sometimes over the years this happens more than once, several times, if we are not living into our core values, someone will call me on it and they'll say, is that really being bold? Is that really being inclusive and so on? And so I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) So today we wanna take a look at what does it mean to be bold? What does it mean to live into this core value? But before we start to unpack that a little bit about what we mean in doing so, I wanna take a look at this passage that Uh, Judy read today from the book of Acts. And actually I'm gonna back up a little bit to give you all some context of what this means. So the uh, word bold shows up in the New Revised Standard Version, uh, updated uh, edition. It shows up 43 times some version of the word bold in the book uh, or in the Bible. Number one, by far, the author who loves the word bold the most is the author of Acts. And most scholars believe that the author of Luke also is the author of Acts. And he uses the word bold 11 times uh, in in his book. And we see this today a a few times uh, in this chapter. So let's back up a little bit. So we saw here today that um, there are some conversations and and Peter is is sharing here. But backing up a little bit, uh, Peter and John are in front of some religious authorities and they wanna know what the heck is going on here. They have heard about this group of people doing some healings, doing some speaking, and so they want to know what's going on. And so they ask him, so this is not what we heard today, but if we back up in chapter four, still verse seven, the authorities ask Peter, by what power do you do this? They wanna know. They've been hearing about what they're doing and they wanna know, by what power do you do this? And so then Peter responds, and here I'm going to continue reading, this is earlier in in chapter four, Peter says this, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who is sick and are being asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, and it has become the cornerstone. So Peter is going head to head with these religious authorities. And then in verse 13, it's interesting. The authorities, the, verse 13 says, and I think we have a slide for this. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized They were uneducated and ordinary men. They were amazed and recognized them as companions of Jesus. What I like so much about that verse is they saw this boldness coming from Peter and John. And because of that, they said, they must be companions of Jesus. It was the boldness, perhaps, that helped them to realize this is somebody, or these are people who are companions Of who Jesus is. And then we see later on, the pastors, what we read today, more words about boldness. And so it says, And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness. And again, in verse 31, it says, When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. That phrase happens twice in the chapter four of Acts filled with the Holy Spirit filled with the Holy Spirit. And what follows, then, is their ability to speak and to be bold. So what do we mean by that? When we talk about bold, what do we mean by that? There's lots of ways to define it, of course. All of you might think of different ways that you would define or talk about what boldness is. So just a little bit, quick, quick history of, um, uh, of Urban Village. One of the reasons we started this church is because like, we, we felt like there wasn't a church in the general area in the city or beyond, there wasn't a church that brought together radical inclusion, so particularly telling LGBTQ folks that you are affirmed, you are welcome, there is no small print here, you are affirmed as you are. And also, could we be a church that knew the radical good news of Jesus? and what a difference that can make in a person's life. We felt like there were churches that maybe, and this is a generalization, I realize, there were churches that did one or the other. And we didn't feel like there was a church that did both of these together. Now, I'm sure there are, but in our limited view, that's what we felt. This is the kind of church we wanted to start and So that's when, every Sunday, when we say we are bold, we are rooted in the gospel. For us, that's what being bold is all about. In some ways, to be bold is to be nonconformist, to go against the grain of what society says this is what church should be or this is how you should live your life. So if you put together, if you type up in a, in a Word document, for example, and you see all of the options you have as you're typing and you've got all the options you can do, strike through or underline or italic, and the very first thing, of course, is bold. And if you, want, if you choose bold, you want that type to be set apart, to stand out. And when we say bold, that's what we are saying. We want to stand out. We want to go against the grain. We want to be nonconformists. And I'm using that word because this week I've been reading through a book of sermons by Dr. Martin Luther King called Strength to Love. And this week I read a sermon that he preached called Transformed Nonconformist. And he talks about what does it mean to go against the grain, to be a nonconformist in our society. And here's a quote from Dr. King. He says this. In spite of this prevailing tendency to conform, we as Christians have a mandate to be nonconformists. We are called to be people of conviction, not conformity, of moral nobility, not social respectability. We are commanded to live differently, and according to a higher loyalty. It is so tempting to conform, to go along with what society expects from you. And we say that as individuals, certainly. To go along with what society says and does, and just just to keep the peace, just live your life in this way as society dictates it rather than to be non-conformist and go against the grain because that means to follow jesus in a way that sets you apart and this is what i think it means to be bold and it's the same call for the church as well there are so many temptations for the church just to get as many people in the doors as you can. And so sometimes churches look a lot like any other society or any other group in society. And you wonder, is there any difference between what they do and what society does? But the church is also called to be nonconformist, to be bold, to go against the grain, not what society expects or wants, but instead to follow the way of Jesus. Because that's what Jesus did over and over again, was to go against what society wanted him to do. And it's hard I wish I could tell you that the best way to grow your church is to be a multi-site, progressive church in the city. That's not a recipe necessarily for, like, quick growth. It's hard. It's challenging. And I'm not saying that we do it perfectly. By no means do I say that we do it perfectly. But we do our best to live into that core value, to live in the way of what Jesus lived and Peter and John and others, saying, we are companions of Jesus. That's how you might recognize our boldness. Because we don't do what society asks for us to do. There's another quote from a scholar that I read this week named Robert Wall, and he says this. He said, if the church is too timid of what others may think and does not ask God for enough boldness for ministry, it must have timid convictions about who God is what God has done and what God will do. If the church is too timid of what others may think and does not ask God for enough boldness in ministry, it must have timid convictions about who God is, what God has done and what God will do. There was a book I read many, many years ago in college and the title was Your God is Too Small. And that's one reason why I have that I love that little piece of art by our doors. when I see it or I touch it, I remind myself how am I going to be, try my best to be bold today and also to believe in a God who can do bold and big things, bigger than I could ever fathom or dream or think about. It is so tempting to think small. And to just do whatever we can just to squeak by, rather than believing in a God who can do amazing and bold and great things through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we are asking people in this sermon series that we're calling all in to recommit yourself to boldness. And whatever that means for you and how you live that out. We have a... a, a men's group that meets on Zoom every other Thursday. And so we get up at, uh, early in the morning, we meet at 7.30, and it's become a really wonderful group. And uh, JD and, and, and Nick are, are part of that and some others. And so often during that time, we check in and see how things are going uh, with, with one another. And my brother-in-law is actually a part of this group now as well. So a part of this group, uh, we are all over the place. One reason we're at Zoom, we're both in the city. And my brother in lives in Elburn. So out, you can see DeKalb from Elburn, uh, and so he meets with us as well. So as we were checking in this week, my, my brother-in-law, Judd, uh, kind of checked in and told a story that I was really moved by. I've talked about um, uh, Judd and his wife Elizabeth before. For those of you who were here a little more than a year ago at our Blessing of the Animals service, you remember we had that outside, uh, Judge's wife Elizabeth gave the testimony today about the work that she does with horses, and so out of that too, you may have heard them say they have a large family they have twelve children they've adopted uh, of those twelve they 've adopted uh, five, uh, and so um, whenever the curries come, it really increases the party <laughs> and uh, it 's been an amazing journey for them for lots of reasons, and they 've also um, really had to think deeply about uh, what does it mean to be LGBTQ. So their oldest son is a trans man. They have a couple of other children who are gay, and so they've done a lot of reflecting uh, on this over the years. And their youngest children uh, twins, uh, Ash and Lena. They're 14. And so whenever we have a a gathering with our family, uh, uh, I confess I don't know uh, Ash and Lena real well, because, as often happens, whenever an adult tries to talk to a child or a teenager, you don't get a lot of information. Uh, and, so, and because there are a lot of them, and so you're talking to different people, and so you don't always get a chance to, to talk to everybody. So I, I confess, I don't know uh, Ash and Lena real well. This week, Judd had said that Lena actually is uh, experiencing going through some uh, gender dysphoria and trying to get a sense of, who am I? How do I identify? Jen and Elizabeth over the years have also homeschooled their children. Uh, and so they've done a really great job of finding networks, other uh, homeschooling networks, so that uh, their kids can build, uh, they have, a, 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 of course, a good networking community at home, but to make friends outside of that as well. They've really been intentional about trying to do that. Uh, and Ashton and Lena have been uh, trying to expand that network, trying to meet friends which is important, of course, for 14-year-olds to do. And so one of their friends actually invited them to come to a youth gathering that a church sponsored uh, that lived near them. And so they went. And often in these kind of large church youth gatherings, at first it's a lot of fun and a lot of games and people are laughing and having a good time and there's music playing and it seems like this is a great place to be. And so they sat down for the person to come up and, and start talking. So Ash and Lena, with their friend, and they're meeting other people and they sat down and they started, this person started talking. And for whatever reason, this person decided that this is the day I'm gonna talk about what does it mean to be male and female? And that there's only male and female. And that how you are born is who you are meant to be. So there are Ash and Lena. Ash is discerning, wrestling with this themselves. as I noted, their oldest uh, brother is a trans man and I cannot imagine what must have been going through their hearts and minds at that moment. When I think about the challenge and the temptation to conform in society, I think probably, if we all can think about when we were teenagers, it is so tempting just to conform, just to go with the flow, to make friends. To go with what the crowd is wanting because on the one hand, you're trying to figure out who am I, but then you want friends. And so it's so much easier. Just, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with it. And for Ash and Lena on that day, if I was in their shoes, I'm sure I would have been. there might have been some wrestling. I'm like, I'm just going to go with it because there are friends here. I want to meet more people. But they didn't do that. They were nonconformists. And so as soon as the speaker started talking and sharing this, they stood up and walked out. And they went outside the doors and just sat there. And one of the leaders of the group came out and said, you can't sit out here. You've got to come back into the room. So again, they had a decision. Do we conform? Do we just go with the flow? Do we just go back where seemingly all the fun is doing? But once again, they chose nonconformity. They chose boldness. They texted Judd, my brother-in-law, and said, come get us. When I heard this story, I mean, like I said, I don't know them real well. I'm their uncle. I was so proud of them. That's a hard decision to make. Anytime you go against what society says, that is a hard decision to make. And they made it. And they're still exploring and wrestling and wondering what that means in their own life. Almost every day, I think we have to make decisions on our own. How will we live into this calling? How will we follow Jesus in a way that sometimes sets us apart? That sometimes means that we are nonconformists. That sometimes means that we are not doing what society expects us to do. We are sometimes called to be bold. With all of the type that we have, we are highlighting ourselves and say, I'm choosing today to be bold, to be different, despite what others say or expect of me. I am deciding today to be bold. That's what we are asking all of us, to recommit in your own life to be bold. What does that look like for you? What does that mean when you perhaps have to make a decision that instead of following in what society desires of you, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus, that you are a companion of Jesus, And that others might say, well, we know this person is bold because they are a companion of Jesus. We all have that decision to make. We all have that path to go down. We all struggle and wrestle with that. And sometimes we do better than others. But that is the call. And so I pray and hope for all of us that no matter what rooms we live in, no matter where we spend our time, when we go out the door and we go out into the world, we might remember ourselves, today I will be bold. Today I will be bold, and I will go because I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And out of that, that will give me the courage to be able to live in the way of Christ that will set me apart, that will be filled with boldness so that all might see. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we... We are grateful for how you live into our lives. We are grateful for the example that you give to us that we read in the scriptures and that we see in our everyday lives. We are grateful for those who go before us and live their lives boldly, who speak truth in ways that sometimes is challenging. We pray we might be inspired and moved and transformed by these examples so that we might, in our own lives, live boldly. Live in the way that you have created us to be, that we are faithful to that calling. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we have the courage to do just that. And all of this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe this is good news, and so we respond to the good news in, in lots of ways. We gather at the table today and then also We respond out of uh, our own gifts and graces, and so, uh, as always today, we'll be passing a plate up and down the rows, and so, um, if today's your first time here in our community, uh, feel no compulsion to give financially. You're our guest. We're thrilled that you're here. That tear-off earlier, or the QR code is a way for us to let you know who you are and how we can pray for you, and that would be a great gift. If This is your church home Um, We invite you to think about giving financially either in the plates or online. And there's info on the screen about how you can do just that. Let us bring our gifts. today for our communion time. Whenever we gather uh, together at table, perhaps in your own home, you have a grace that you say or a prayer. And so we do the same thing here today. We always start off that prayer. We come together by lifting up gratitude. And that can be really hard in a society where every single day we are worn down and feel overwhelmed by all that's happening in our world. But I hope that we can still continue to practice gratitude even in the midst of all of that. And so, today, right now, I want you to anyone, what is something that you're grateful for? Good health. Good health. Family. Family. what did your sister do? Family. Family. Great friends. Great friends. Beauty of fall. Beauty of fall. Work. Meaningful work. I'm grateful. I think I heard that someone turns 13 today, so I'm grateful for Mila, who is unbelievably embarrassed right now. (laughs) I am grateful for birthdays in our midst. All of these things that we name, and in our hearts, we give thanks. And we do this because Jesus did the same thing. Jesus was gathered with his friends and followers. You know, we see the art sometimes, and they all look like so peaceful, surrounded this table, or there's the picture of the table, the long table, and we might imagine, oh, it's so great they're in community. Friends, I think they fought a lot. There were disagreements. They fought about politics. They fought about who is this Jesus person? What does it mean that we're following in this way? And yet they were still there at the table. Jesus looked out at that table and also sensed that his time with them in the flesh was going to be over. And he wanted to remind them that he would never leave them. He would never, never leave them. And so he took bread and he gave thanks to God, gratitude. And he said an interesting thing, so that they would know that he would never leave them. He said, this is my body. This is my body, broken given for you and then when the supper was over Jesus set it aside and then he took a cup and again gave thanks to God and then gave it to his disciples and he said drink from this all of you this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me We give thanks to God. We remember the presence of Christ in our midst, and we also call upon the Holy Spirit. That mysterious presence, is that something that makes our hearts feel comforted, that reminds us that we are not alone, that gives us the strength to do what we didn't think possible? But I also know at times there are some for whom you wonder, where is the Spirit in my life? There are times a real dryness that we go through. And even if we say the words, and it's hard to sense that presence, we pray that you continue to do so, knowing that God is still there in your midst. And so we lift up our own prayers. And so today we pray for healing in our midst for those who are struggling. We lift up our prayers for those who are mourning. Hope it's okay. Deb's father passed away just a few days ago, and so we lift up prayers for Deb and for others in our midst who are mourning the loss of loved ones. We pray for peace, friends. I personally pray for a ceasefire in Gaza right now. We pray for the fighting in our streets and in days when we are wondering, what do we do? How can we respond to all of this? I pray for forgiveness. In the days when I don't walk boldly, and the days when I'm timid, and the days I avoid things, in the days I say a hurtful word, I ask for forgiveness. So in this time, we lift up all of that stuff. We lift it up to God and pray that the Spirit would intercede in some way. So I invite you to join with me in praying, and then we join our voices together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Let us pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for hearing our prayers even when we don't know what to say. Even if all we utter is help or forgive me or thank you. These simple prayers speak volumes. Thank you for hearing us. And Lord, thank you too for community so that we can hear the words of others who give thanks and gratitude, who are struggling, and that we can walk alongside them. And we are reminded that we are not alone, that we're in a community by praying a prayer that you taught us. And so we join our voices together. There's a, a prayer that we pray up on the screen, and you're welcome to pray that. If you know another version in your heart, you're welcome to pray that, too. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. The kingdom, and the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen, amen, and amen. Brandon and Julia, I'm gonna invite you to come up here and join me. And as they do so, just a word of instruction about how we do communion here in this space. We'll have uh, three folks up front here, and so one will be holding some bread, one will be holding a cup that has grape juice in it, one will be holding a basket that has uh, wafers and juice inside of that. And so uh, you're welcome to take a piece of the bread and dip it into the cup or take one of these uh, cups. And then at that point, you're welcome to return to your seat for a time of prayer and reflection if you'd like to light a candle today and memory of someone, or maybe just a reminder for you to be the light of the world, or for whatever reason, um, you're welcome to do that as well. Friends, this is an open table. All are truly welcome. All are truly welcome. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you doubt, what you believe, what tradition you are a part of. If you've never come to church, and today's your very first time, you're welcome, because we believe this, what happens here, the presence, the real presence of Christ is here, and we invite you to experience that. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which you break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which you give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. There's a place set for you, friends. Come and eat. You mm-hmm. we give you thanks for this holy mystery, for the ways that you make yourself known to us as we break bread together. We pray that we might be nourished, strengthened, uplifted, fulfilled, not just by bread and cup, but also by community, by being with others. Strengthen us for the journey ahead. Give us fullness to be bold out in this world. In all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: We're gonna continue in worship and sing one more song together. Um, So please stand with us as you're able and um, sing this song with us.
1: who helped out with our worship today. Thank you for being here. Hope that you join us for a time of Fellowship and Coffee just down the hall in our Fellowship Hall. Friends, go forth from this place knowing the bold, bold love of God and the radically inclusive presence of Christ and the kind of Holy Spirit that makes everything relevant and practical and helps us to live our lives each and every day knowing that we are never left alone. And all those who pray in the name of Jesus who goes with us now and forever. Amen.